0: From Unity of the Valley Spiritual Center in Vacaville, California.
1: Be here now. Be, here, now,
0: be, here, now, just be. Now, here's Reverend Diane Adams. Yes. <laughs> My name is Reverend Dahlia Adams, and I am so honored to be here with you today. This is Memorial Day weekend, and I would like to begin by honoring, remembering, and thanking everyone who has served, both in our armed forces and the first responders over this last year, all who have risk their own lives to serve others. All who have risked their lives and allowed others to live and enjoy the freedom that we have here in this country. So I invite everybody for just a moment, become still, close your eyes, remember all of those who
1: have served so heroically And then let us join our hearts and say, thank you. And so it is.
0: This year, we are focusing on transformation, that process of lifting our consciousness higher, that process of living more and more fully, and it is so appropriate for us at Unity of the Valley to focus on transformation because our vision statement is a world powerfully transformed through shared spiritual awakening. And today we are focusing on erasing lack, not denying that difficulties are challenges exist. They always come up in this human experience. But in a way, erasing lack is looking beyond the dark clouds to the light that is ever-present. And erasing lack is central to the teachings of unity. Erasing lack is central to our teaching that we are greater then, whatever the challenges may be, the Christ within us is greater than the difficulties we face. Lack is defined by Webster as a state of being deficient or wanting. And then I looked at Google for words that mean the opposite of lack, and there was a long list, and I pulled my favorites. So the opposite of lack is enough, or increase, abundance. Or Google said sufficiency, but I changed it to all sufficiency because with God, through God, the truth of our being is all sufficiency is available to us. And that means that no matter what the circumstance is, There is always the possibility of all things that we need being provided. So the opposite of lack is enough, increase, abundance, and all sufficiency. Our co-founder Charles Fillmore wrote, to deny all thoughts of lack, and to affirm God's ever-present abundance. And so, again, this is core to unity teachings. We teach people to deny that which is the challenge. It doesn't mean pretend it doesn't exist. It means know what's there. Be, be fully cognizant and acknowledge it, but also know that whatever that circumstance might be, Deny that it has power over the truth of your being, the truth of your nature. And then at the same time, affirm God's ever-present abundance, knowing that with God, all things are possible, no matter how things might look. When I first found unity, there was a minister, we called her Reverend Ginny, and she would tell her story of how she was want she had just graduated with a degree in in design graphic design and she wanted to start a graphic design business but at that time there was a huge recession going on and all of her friends her family her teachers were all warning her not to start a business in the middle of a recession to find something safer and more predictable, because this was not the time. And her answer was, but I'm not doing a recession, so I'm going to go ahead and open my business. And she did, and her business thrived. And I remember that was one of the first times, that idea of not being controlled circumstances, having to deal with the circumstances, but that the there is a possibility within me that goes beyond what the circumstances seem to say. And that possibility within me is because of the Christ presence within me, because of the truth that with God all things are
1: possible. One of the
0: big prosper, big meaning well-known and well-respected unity prosperity teachers of the 20th century was Reverend Catherine Ponder. And she wrote a book called The Dynamic Laws of Prosperity. It's a wonderful book. It includes her prosperity story as well as others. And she describes principles underlying that process of opening up to the abundance of God. And when she told her story, she, she said she was the most unlikely person to end up teaching prosperity because at a very young age, she was widowed, and she had an infant son. She had no schooling beyond high school. She had no training, no skills in the workplace to offer to the workplace. Her family was struggling financially, and there she was. But she kept working on thinking positively, holding faith to possibilities. And she found a job that allowed her to go to school. She completed a degree and then got a job as a secretary for a lawyer. And that lawyer quickly became very successful and had many other lawyers in his practice. And so, as his practice grew, her position in that practice and her prosperity grew. And soon enough, she had sufficient resources to step away from that job and to go into the ministry, study at the seminary seminary at Unity Village. She became a Unity minister, and her ministry was teaching the prosperity principles she had learned, and how she was able to do that despite a beginning that made it all seem
1: completely impossible. My own
0: growing in in this idea of denying thoughts of lack and affirming possibilities. There was that moment with Reverend Ginny that I told you about, but there was also an experience that lasted over a year, and it began with getting lost in my new hometown of St. Petersburg, Florida. My son was with me. We were in windy streets, and we ended up I ended up stopping to look at a map, despite my son's protests. Um, And I was sitting there looking at the map, and he said to me, Mom, there's a house for sale. You should buy it. And it was a really nice neighborhood. I was pretty much broke, in debt. I didn't have a job yet. And I became so angry with him. I said, How dare you? with such a demand on me, there is no way I could ever afford that house. Do you hear the consciousness of lack? Not only was I thinking it, feeling it, experiencing it, I was also
1: declaring it.
0: A little more than a year later, That very house was mine as part of a 4T, a prosperity class that I took, and the process that I moved through. I didn't realize it was the same house till I found the for sale sign in the garage, and then realized that my consciousness, my thinking, had changed so much over that first year in learning unity principles, that that which seemed completely, completely impossible,
1: was completely possible.
0: So this is what we're talking about. It's not that we pretend that there there is no challenge. We don't pretend that there is something to overcome. We simply deny the power of it. The pow- it has no power over the truth of who we are. And the truth of who we are is we are children of God. We are expressions of God. The Christ within guides us, leads us, and gives us the power to accomplish things that sometimes are beyond our imagining. So we affirm God's ever present
1: abundance. Georgiana
0: Tree West was a teacher of prosperity, again, in in the 20th century. Um, She lived from 1882 to 1974. So her teachings were fairly early and probably preceded Catherine Ponder. She wrote a book called Prosperity's Ten Commandments in which she took the Ten Commandments that Moses received in the Old Testament, in the Hebrew Bible, and adapted them as principles or laws of prosperity. And we already looked at one of them maybe two or three weeks ago, and the first commandment The first of prosperity's Ten Commandments is, you shall look to no other source, no other source but God for your supply.
1: The second
0: prosperity commandment of the Ten Commandments is, you shall make no mental image of lack. So that was what I was doing when I was telling my son that there was no way I could ever afford that house I had this mental image of what what limited my possibilities where where the barrier was that I couldn't cross So our task where this commandment says we must have Hold in mind no images of lack. So sometimes this is easier said than done. I had someone told me that that day in the car when I was saying I could not possibly ever buy a house like this. If someone would have told me to stop thinking like that, stop holding that mental image, even if I would have wanted to, I wouldn't have known how to do that. I would have thought that that's not something I can do. Well, we can. And we begin by opening to the truth principles that unity teaches. We open to the teachings of great spiritual masters, including our way shower, our teacher, Jesus. And then we practice. And changing an an image in our mind is what we need to do because For example, I I know all of you probably know this example well, but it's a great time to put it in. If I had all of you now imagine a pink elephant, okay? Take a moment and imagine that pink elephant. Hold that image in your mind. Okay. Hopefully everybody has that image at this point and it's solid. Now... I'd like all of you to let go and get rid of that image of a pink elephant. Okay? Has everybody done it? Has everybody released the image of a pink elephant and is no longer thinking of a pink elephant? Has everyone gotten rid of the pink elephant from your mind? My guess is that many of us would have trouble releasing that image Of a pink elephant unless I told you think of a yellow giraffe instead okay imagine that yellow giraffe imagine its eyes its head its neck its tail it's yellow and it has brownish spots all over it is everyone imagining
1: the yellow giraffe And if you are, you
0: have probably released the pink elephant. So the way we release an image or a thought is we replace it with a new image and a new thought. So we replace images of lack with images of
1: abundance. Again, how do we do that?
0: Many, many, many ways, but there's three that I want to point out. We replace images of lack with images of abundance through gratitude. In those moments when we feel the weight of the world bringing us down, when we feel like there's nothing that could possibly help, or we see no way out of a situation, If we, in that moment, are able to remember one thing that we are grateful for, I mean, honestly, truly, sincerely grateful for, no matter how hard we have to dig for that thing, if we can hold in mind the one thing that we're grateful for and we focus on that image, then the image of lack fades into the background. There's a story about a spiritual master that was teaching this principle, the importance of gratitude. And one of his students said, I can't think of anything to be grateful for. And the spiritual master said, go through the alphabet and you know, find all of the things that begin with A and one thing that you are grateful for. And then go to the letter B and keep going through the alphabet. Until you find one thing, and the the student did this, and he said, I still have nothing that I feel grateful for. And they were sitting outdoors along a stream with so many beautiful things that he could have been grateful for, but he wasn't seeing any of it. And the master said to him, okay, beginning with A, are you grateful for air? Are you grateful for the air you're breathing? And he said, no, you know, I know I should be, but I don't feel grateful at all. And the master took his head and dunked it into the stream and held it down. And he was spluttering and kicking. And, and after a while, the master pulled his head out of the water. He said, now, are you grateful for air? And he said, yes. So we look because there will always be something if we look hard enough. We replace images of lack with images of abundance with memories. Sometimes if I'm having trouble in that moment claiming the truth of the abundance of God, I can remember other times when I thought everything looked dark and then something changed and a. a, an expression of God's abundance emerged, and I could experience it. And I'm grateful for those memories where times when I thought there was no hope, and then hope was born again and re-emerged. So remembering that there have been other times when everything looked hopeless, but then things turned around. Help me know that whatever it is I might be passing through is just that, something that I am passing through. And the, the truth, the standing truth that doesn't go away is God's abundance is forever available to us. What we need to do is let go of the images of lack and claim the images that affirm abundance. Another way that we can replace images of lack with images of abundance is by visioning, holding as a vision that which we are longing for, that which we are feeling called to do or be or have, and we hold that as a vision in our mind's eye. And that allows us to open to the possibilities that allow us to create that or to invite that into our lives. And then there's probably a hundred other ways of replacing images of lack with images of abundance. I invite you just to discover your own methods for doing that. And then give these three methods a try also. So We release images and thoughts of lack. In the book of Proverbs, Proverb 23, it says, As a man thinketh within himself, so is he. So those thoughts, those images we hold in mind
1: become the truth that we live.
0: Prosperity commandment number three says you shall not speak the word of lack or limitation. And again, it's not just releasing the thoughts and the images, but it's releasing those words. You know those words, there's no way I'll be ever, ever be able to do that. Or what I said to my son, there's no way I can ever afford that. Or those words of I won't be able to, or I can't do this, or I don't know how, there's, there's no way. I mean, that, that mantra that sometimes goes through my mind, and I have to remember that through God, there is always a way. If it is something that is calling me from deep within myself, then there is a way. That abundance is possible, and it is ours to watch the words we speak in the book of Job it says, as we that which we declare is established for us, so we declare with God all things are possible, we declare that the Christ within me does the work we declare that My God is greater than whatever this barrier seems to be. We declare possibilities. We claim the abundance of God. That is how we use our words. And it's especially
1: important when we use I am.
0: I am is the name that God. Declared for God to Moses on the mountain, I am that I am. And when we use those sacred words, I am, we must be careful to follow them with truth. The spiritual truth that I am an expression of God. I am a child of God. God's good comes to me right now. I am prosperous through the power of God within me. Those are the things that we need to declare, especially paired with the sacred words, I am.
1: So you shall not speak the word of lack or limitation.
0: In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 12, verse 37, Jesus said, By your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. So we are careful with our words, so that we may be justified, that we may be glorified, that we may be abundant.
1: In the Gospel of
0: John, Jesus said, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Abundance is meant to be ours. We are meant to express the abundance of God. We are meant to claim the truth that we are spiritual beings. We are children of God. That we live and move and have our being in God. And that God expresses through us.
1: We wouldn't want to put an expression of God into limiting
0: and small circumstances. We need the glory of God expressing through each and every one of us. So we transform by claiming the abundance that is of God and so it is thank you for listening to Unity of the Valley Spiritual Center our services are every Sunday, 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock at 350 North Orchard Avenue in Vacaville, California you can support our podcast by making a donation at www.unityvacaville.org just be